You're listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Bible Church and Pastor Clint Wright. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, you can find more information about the church at our website, BethelBible.com. You can find us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Bethel Bible. Let's join Sunday's service now. Bon dia, germans i germanes. Me alegro molt d'estar aquí. That will be the greeting in my language <laughs> for all of you. Um, well, to preach the word in, not in my own language, it could be difficult. I hope I don't mess it up with my pronunciation and other words <coughs> to say. But yes, Spain, has, as you said, is a kind of a dark country, less than 1% believers. And um, just an example, our younger son, Isaac, 16 years old, he's the only believer in the whole high school class, counting not only the kids, but also the teachers and everybody. So it's a blind country. People is spiritually blind, and we just pray that the light of Jesus, as John says, uh, get to them and they can see the light. And so we use a camp ministry as a way to attract kids, young, younger generations and families to just um, share the gospel with them. Because in a camp is a kind of a neutral place and they don't feel trapped. Because if you invite them to the church, they will never show up. Spain is plenty of churches but it's more monuments than churches. They are empty. Built in the medieval ages and before, but empty. Nobody goes to church. So less and less practicing people, Catholics, but uh, the rest, they, they will never show up in a Bible study or, or in a church. So that's why we use uh, the camps uh, to do that. And as I said, uh, Spain is a blind country, and I want to talk about blindness this morning. And I will do that with uh, uh, John, <clears throat> Gospel of John in chapter 9. <clears throat> the subject of blindness is very interesting in the Bible. You see a lot, a lot of cases about blindness. Uh, Jesus, of course, uh, healed several blind men, but for example, Paul, when he get to know Jesus, he was blind for several days. Eli, the priest that had Samuel, when Samuel was a young kid, he turned blind too. Isaac, at the end of these days, he was blinded too, and Jacob take advantage of that and get the, the blessing from his father. The great Samson, the big guy that he went after his life of the delight of his eyes, chasing women and other things like that. But at the end of this, his days, he get blind too. So it's a lot of uh, stories about blind people in the Bible. But also, Jesus refers to blind people, not only people that's physically blind, but also spiritually blind. And for example, he addressed the Pharisees and said, you are blind people leading other blind people. 
and he's not physically blind, but other ones. And all of us, sometimes, consciously or non-consciously, we are blind. A lot of times, we don't want to see what we are seeing, or we pretend we don't see things, and we are also kind of blind people. New technologies doesn't help us to be aware sometimes, and we are blind, we are distracted with uh, many things too. So, if you go with me to the, to the, John chapter nine, <clears throat> here is the whole chapter talks about how Jesus healed a blind man. But I think in this chapter, it's a lot of uh, blind people that we, we will see. But I was ready to quote my sermon, one blind, many blinds. And somebody said, no, don't say that because blinds is uh, things on the, on the window. Right? It will not make sense. Okay. So one blind, many people blind. It maybe works better. Anyway. I will try to get this sermon as me, that means short, and I hope I make it. So, when you start the chapter, uh, in, in the beginning, it says, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And the disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sign, who sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? If I imagine the scene, this man is there sitting, I guess, begging the whole, all his life. And then the disciples pass by, see the blind man, and they start asking a theological and a philosophical question. Who sin? Him or the parents? Well, what is the love? What is the compassion for this man? What is the care for these men? No, instead of that, they start asking the question to the master, to the rabbi, who sinned? Can you imagine this guy hearing the, this voice and feeling more guilty for what he was born? And Jesus said, hey, 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 you are asking a wrong question. That's not the question. He said, no, even this man sinned or the parents, that happened because the works of God might, might be displayed, and then he will receive the glory. So those followers of Jesus, disciples, they were blind just thinking on a theological question, when is an opportunity to love and to care? Wow. <clears throat> How many times I get blind on that. A lot of times I see people maybe suffering, and I know why they are suffering. Maybe it's a consequence of a sin or a wrong decision that they make. And instead of caring or loving, I just go, oh, they deserve that. You know, they did a, a, a wrong decision. Of course they are suffering now. If Jesus has to choose between love and arguing theologically, he will always choose love. He will always choose compassion. He will always choose 
action to care for the people. So <clears throat> I need to, to confess that a lot of times I get blind on that and I get lost just arguing things instead of doing something for people. So it's not only one blind man, but the disciples were also blind. And we know the story. After that, Jesus addressed to the, to the man and healed him. And then we will see other blind people on the, on the story. Second ones, the neighbors and the friends. They were there and they start, is this the man that was begging there that we know for a long time and now he can see? And some of them say, yes, it's him. And others say, no, 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 it's not him. And he was there saying, hey, yes, it's me. Come on, it, it, it looks a little bit comical, but it's so sad that those guys that know this man for, for, for many years, seeing when they pass by on the street and he's there begging and he has to say all the time, yeah, yeah, I am the man. Now I can see. Wow, it's quite sad, but those people, those friends, they are stuck in their own old paradigms. Who healed a blind man from birth? Never happened before. So this is not possible. And if it's not possible, I'm doubting. And I don't want to see what is going on. Because this doesn't fit in my culture. Doesn't fit in the way I am. In the way I learn things. And I get a very short mindset that if it doesn't fit in my culture, it will not happen. And I decided to be blind and not uh, give the glory to God for that miracle happen. And one thing it can help us to be open our eyes is the mission trips. You go to other countries and things happen different than happen here. And then we can admit that God can work in very different ways in different places in the world. Two days ago, I was talking to a, a missionary uh, in Africa. And he was telling me that uh, he met a, a, a tribe a chief, a Muslim, that he had a vision of Jesus. And he was seeking to know who is this Jesus. And then he came across and, and he shared the gospel with him and he got to know Christ. Well, when I hear he had a vision for me... Mm, a little strange vision of Jesus. I don't know. But God speaks on dreams to people and other ways. And who I am to question the way God can work. His ways are way bigger than our ways. His thoughts are way bigger. Who I am to dismiss uh, the work of God. I cannot. But those friends, they were doing that. It's really you. One say, yeah, it's he. Another, no, it's like him. It looks like, but he's not. They are blind, stooped in their own, in their own culture and the little mindset that they, they had. If it's not that it's tragic, it will be comical. How many times it happened to me 
that I can get um, short in our the way that God can can work. I need to step out in my own culture. I need to step out in my own paradigms and see that God works in a amazing ways around the world so he can receive the glory and I cannot be blind. Then we have the three group, uh, third group of people that also are blind and those are the spiritual leaders of the time. The Pharisees, of course, they have to step out. And those guys are the ones that are committed followers of God. Those are the guys who you need to obey the law and they will make sure that you obey the law. And if you don't do it, they will kick out of the system, of the synagogue. Those are the guys who follow the rules all the time. And they go against the people who doesn't follow the rules. So when Jesus healed that man, of course, they said this man cannot be from God because he did not follow the rules. Jesus healed that man in Sabbath. And that cannot be possible. So, again, you have a, a blind people that they, the only goal is to preserve the religion system. How many times it, it happened to me? I am in certain denomination. And, of course, the other ones are not as good as us. We don't mix with other churches because, oh, they follow God in a different way than me. So easy to be blind, just trying to preserve our traditions and our doctrines, sometimes based on the Bible, sometimes not. But it could be so easy. So, again, if those Pharisees lose their control, they will get nervous. They will kick you out of the place. That's why this story is so sad. Jesus just uh, healed that man. Where is the celebration? Where is the barbecue? Where is the champagne to toast? Uh, and, and the balloons and, and everything. It's, it's not there. It's not in the story. Where are the questions to go to the man and say, hey, did you imagine the sky the way it is? Can you see the colors now? Can you see our faces? Maybe someone bringing a, a mirror said, hey, this is you. Wow. No, it's not there. It's not there, this wow, glory to God for what's going on. No, it's all questions. It's all interrogations. It's all preserving our culture, preserving our religious system. And all it makes us blind. A lot more blind than these this, this men. So the Pharisees uh, fought, fought hard to preserve the system. And of course they reject Jesus. Because Jesus is uh, threatening the, the, the system that they wanted to do. They interrogate this poor man. And, and with a lot of questions. Who you say this guy is? And what happened to you again and again? And then finally... They, kick, they cast him out. I learned this phrase yesterday. They cast him out. They, they throw him away, right? So 
because it doesn't, it doesn't fit on the system. And this man was, was bold. He was saying, yeah, he healed me. And they don't like that, out. So they are so minus square, just maintaining what, it, what it, it was right for them and not willing to open their, their, their minds on that. And then finally, the parents of that man. The Pharisees also went to the parents and asked, is this your, your son? It's really him? Yeah, 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 he's our son. And he was blind? Yeah, he was born blind. Then what happened to him? <laughs> we don't know. He's old enough, ask him. And fortunately, John tells us why they say that. In verse 22, they said they were afraid to answer, afraid to stand for their son because they know if they confess Jesus, they will be kicked out of the synagogue. John explained us in parentheses. His parents said this, these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. As I said before, our youngest son... He just turned 16. He's the only one in high school being a Christian. Do you know how hard it could be if he has to stand up and say, I am a believer? He will lose friends. He will be the weird guy. The teachers will mock on him. How difficult it is. It's so easy to be afraid. How many times I was blind that man, that, that way, being afraid to confess because I want to be part of other people. And if I confess, I will get kicked out of our synagogue, of our culture, of our neighbors and other people. How easy is to, to get us blind also on that, on that matter? So, again... A chapter that can be full of joy and celebration and glory to God, it turns a very sad chapter. This poor man, <laughs> that he can see. What, what the only thing he sees is people questioning, people saying, oh, it's not you, it looks like you, but it's not you. And people kicking out of the synagogue, kicking out, reject in every place at the moment he can see, more than before. So... I don't know if you feel that you fit in one of those characters, or maybe like me, I fit in <laughs> all of them sometimes, and I ask for God to, to heal me from my blindness that a lot of times it, it happened in my life. But in the chapter, it's a good news. Good news, a beautiful thing that uh, we can see the progression of these men getting to know Jesus Christ. In, in verse 11, uh, when they ask, okay, can you put verse 11? Thank you. When the, uh, the Pharisees interrogate him and say, who, who is? And he said, the man call, called uh, Jesus. He refers to Jesus as a man. 
But then if you go to verse 17 and continue the interrogation, he said, what do you say about him? Since he opened your eyes. And he said, he's a prophet. So first he recognized Jesus as a man, then as a prophet. And then verse 33 continues the conversation. And it says, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. So he recognized Jesus as that he comes from God. And finally, in verses 35 to 38, it says, who is the son of God that I can worship him? And he, uh, he answered, uh, Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and is he who is speaking to you? And then he started worshiping him. So, he was a man, then he said he's a prophet, then he said is the, it comes from God, and then he worshiped Jesus. So Jesus get the glory, finally, at least from these men. Maybe not for the other ones, because still are blind, and they need to be healed from Jesus. But at least he received the glory from him. He worshiped him. Where are you <clears throat> on this passage? Do you identify in one of those groups? If so, we need to go to Jesus. And the same way he healed this blind man, he will heal us too. And the only reason it will be that he received the glory. Today, for example, we will have baptisms. And I hope all of us, we give glory to God for what we will see, that it was a representation of what happened before with the people that will be baptized, born again, will symbolize that they are dying to themselves, rising for Christ in a new life. And we have no time to just start thinking, oh, I know this guy, well, maybe it's True, maybe not. We'll see in the future how he works. Come on. Let's celebrate, but let's give the glory to God. And then let's do barbecue and let's do other things and make celebrations because it's a day to, to celebrate. Yep. Okay, I hope it helps. It helped me. And if nothing else, get the, the word of God that we shared this morning. Let me pray and then I pass it to you. And about our ministry, no time to show all the slides and everything, but if you have questions, you can ask me later or I can go to one of your, uh, how you call, care, care groups or Bible study groups and I will be very happy to, to share with you what's going on in Spain and, and all that. But no time, let's celebrate. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you were blessed and encouraged. If you have questions or comments, we want you to let us know. Simply send your thoughts to questions at BethelBible.com. Thanks for spending time with us and be sure to join us next week on the Bethel Bible Podcast.